Hi. Yeah, you okay? Okay, so we're recording now. Thank you so much for appearing on today's episode of Enabled in Academia. We really appreciate you having we really appreciate having you on the podcast. And normally before I start, I always ask most guests if they can tell me a bit about their background, any like academic achievements or anything they're proud of in particular. Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Uh, so I'm Florian Hansen. Uh, I'm a PhD student at KCL. Uh, and I feel my, my biggest, the, the things that I count personally as my three biggest uh, achievements in academia are uh, I published a paper, uh, which was my bachelor thesis, so that got published. We're disproving a minor point of another paper somewhere. Um, my uh, second achievement, I think, was in my master's class, I realized that there was a question that was posted incorrectly and I spent most of my exam actually showing that the question was unanswerable, uh, which led to everyone in my course not getting points deducted for that question or getting bonus points if they had it uh, correct in how the, the teachers are, which I understood but made sense to me. And the third biggest achievement, uh, I'd say, was uh, working with my uh, master supervisor uh, I helped convince her that she shouldn't reject a paper, but instead um, make a mandatory reconsideration. So I potentially saved the paper that was capable from getting rejected. And that was like my, my first happy academia achievement. That is so cool. And is there any sort of like causes you're passionate about in particular as well? Uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm doing a PhD, so it's like uh, I, I sort of specialize quite deeply and it is definitely also within the realm of like my, my passion topics. So psychology... And then uh, virtual reality, computing science, uh, mental health, also psychosis, um, I find quite interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And do you mind telling us a bit more about your PhD work? Um, sure. So uh, my PhD is in how to uh, use virtual reality to measure negative symptoms of schizophrenia and depression. Um, so basically, uh, negative symptoms are problems with motivation or goal-directed uh, behavior and um, expression, so like verbal expression or emotional expression of the faces, but it can also include gestures with the hands um, to like elaborate speech. Uh, and yeah, basically we will recreate some relatively common everyday tasks or environments uh, where we then ask people to do things like and it's probably going to be uh, exploration, um, like cognitive function via like a gambling task and um, probably like a, a movement interaction. It's like all things that have already been done, but not necessarily in virtual reality, or they haven't been compared well to negative symptom measures yet, even though we know there might be relationships, but we don't know how. Um, so that is the plan so far. Yeah. And so how was it in terms of like gaining ethical approval? Like, do you, was that okay? Like, how was that? I'd say that the practical things worked relatively easily with my PhD, like ethical approval was um, quite easy to get, I'd say. It was like, it was a lot of preparation, there's loads of paperwork to be filled out, and I would say that probably took the majority of my PhD working time, um, so that was quite easy. 
I ran into uh, problems with other things, like I got very sick during the pandemic. I uh, um, had to work from the floor during the pandemic, which then led to me becoming quite sick, and that led to me falling behind. Uh, and I eventually got picked up my course and had to appeal. Uh, but there's an entire raw article uh, about that, so I'm not going to touch on that. And there's another one coming out soon as well, uh, with like an update of my situation. So I'll leave the details um, to the articles. Yeah, that is so like interesting. Like, I mean, not the, I mean, the getting kicked out of your course part is not fortunate. But at least you've made it through it, and like you seem really perseverant. So that's amazing. It's it's also, I mean, that led to the birth of the Just KCL campaign, which yes. uh, brings us, I guess, uh, yeah, to the to the core topic. Mm-hmm. Would you like uh, to discuss more about that? Sure. Um, so basically. Uh, it, there, there was a point where I had won my academic appeal, but it um, appeared almost impossible to find supervisors. And the university, the university has said they had done everything they could, whatever that means, uh, to help me find supervisors. So I was sort of on my own looking for supervisors, but I also wanted to like use the knowledge that I had gained about the systems of KPL and the problems that are like uh, within support systems and the entire uh, complaint appeals complex. Um, I wanted to address them a bit and make sure that whoever finds themselves in a similar situation after me will have like something to build up on to help them. Um, so I started the Adjust ACL campaign, just focused um, around all of these issues. And um, yeah, funny enough, eventually I did find supervisors because in the process I also went public about the whole situation and raised the issue with Raw. Then the last person who I contacted said they're gonna like help me find a supervisor and then gave the person the article and that led to me finally getting a supervisor. Uh, enough tension though, let's get back to Adjust KCL. Um, basically Adjust KCL is focused around these issues and we're trying to give a platform uh, to students who have experienced these issues so that their stories don't get lost. It's like kind of a bit similar to the uh, KCL's UK uh, study system, but it's, it's quite separate because they it's often an afterthought for uh, KCLSU cases, and people might not have already decided to disengage them. I don't blame them. I had very many moments myself where I was like, maybe I should just like just fully disengage, uh, accept the harm that has been done, and just like try to recover, sort of continuing to engage with the problems. But um, for for the moment, it's, uh, it's making some progress, so I decided to stay. Um, yeah. Other points about Adjust KCL. Um, let me actually get the sheet up that I have for that. Uh, because we're going to send out a newsletter soon. And uh, to all the people that signed up to the campaign. Uh, and that is a very good summary. Um, yeah, so we've, we've had some successes through the campaign already. So we've been talking with like management, but it's always very much they're here to listen and they don't make decisions. Um, and then we never really know what's coming out of it, but it's like good to, to get our points into like the, the more central organizing of things, I'd say. Um, we lobbied for uh, paid disability ambassadors. So basically before most of the feedback uh, was provided by students for free, uh, very often through complaints, but also sometimes the university would like reach out and that, that's already a good step. But then um, disabled uh, or vulnerable students would provide a lot of time um, and would go unpaid. So that's no longer the case um, at this point if anyone is providing advice in uh, meetings of the university or 
focus groups, uh, people are getting paid. And as a further bonus, we also addressed that the pay of £11 was far be, uh, too low. It was below London living wage, and that doesn't even account for living with disability. So they've now raised it to £13 uh, for all ambassadors at all of KCL. So that's like a very good success that also like affects other people. Um, we'd argue that the uh, we've helped with the introduction of the PGR financial aid scheme for vulnerable students. So basically, PhD students now have a fund they can rely on, um, and that can also be used to uh, adjust uh, get adjustments for health concerns or therapy. If people have like long term issues, they can get support through the system. Uh, we've collected a lot of stories. Uh, I've already said that. Um, so that is going quite well. Um, we're mostly looking into um, personalized assessment. What was that? What they call it again? Personalized uh, assessment. PAA. Yeah. Yeah. PAAs. We're looking into PAAs um, and how that is done at the university as like an aftermath now of the exam season. Um, so again, that if people like didn't get the adjustment that they uh, needed that they can like address that with us and then we can take that into further campaigning in the future yeah um, i feel it go on sorry yeah. oh, i was just gonna say um i was just gonna say to um how did you in the initial stages get into contact with raw and sort of like convince them to sort of you know aid you a little bit as well i, I basically just reached out to them and was like uh here's the very like i think i wrote them like a paragraph about my story um, and was like, here's what the situation looks like at the moment. Um, do you want to write an article about it? And I think they just thought it was interesting enough to like write an article. Um, yeah, they, they've been quite nice in like um, allowing me to like tell my story and make sure that also it's like, it's a tricky situation that I'm in for like loads of reasons. Um, so if anything like wrong gets published, then also the university might take further actions against me. So they were quite good in like, um, allowing me to address this beforehand and being like, this is actually like, I, I understand how you could have understood this out of what what was said, but actually the situation is a tiny, looks a tiny bit different, and if you publish that, that could become problematic for either me or you. So that was quite nice. Um, but I'd say o- overall, I yeah, I just asked them if they wanted to like uh, publish a story about it, um, and they did it. There's like other cases like this happening at the university. It was quite interesting. I read um, one article in Raw as well about um, uh, someone who was employed by Kings, who had also like a sim- slightly different but similar issue, uh, was also developing similar problems with their son as I did, but from just like working too hard with the patch. Um, so I think they, they publish like other cases similar like that as well, if they find they, they're like interesting enough. Um, maybe like talk about issues at Kings and how they can be addressed. Um, but yeah, just reach out. That that's my recommendation. Like what I found, like th- there's no there's no clear path for these things. Like that that's the issue. I think that's the core issue is that whenever there's a problem that we face as all of our students, there doesn't seem to be like a clear cut answer to these problems. Um, so what I did eventually. Uh, it was basically the same when I was trying to get support from the university. I eventually just reached out to any system that seemed like halfway relating to it. Um, and then I did the same for uh, the campaigning as well. So I reached out to Raw as well. I reached out to uh, other societies at the university. Um, like I think Raw also published uh, interviews with the um, 
like other societies at the university who also highlighted the, the problematic state of disability support at the university. Um, so they, they do seem quite keen to like bring up those issues at the moment. Yes. And also, um, what I wanted to ask was, if you don't mind elaborating more on um, how other students can get involved with Adjust KCL, like how maybe we can reach out to you guys or how we can become involved with the cause as well. Yeah, so the the easiest way to reach out is either through the Instagram, which is uh, Adjust KCL, mm-hmm. or um, you can also email uh, KCL if you campaigns if you want to go through a more like official channel. Um, if anything comes to KCLs, you campaigns about a job KCL, and that will come to us as well. Like some staff members, for example, reach out to us that way. Um, how, how people can get involved at the moment, it's a bit calm because it's in between, uh, in between the, what's it called, academic years. Uh, but we do have bi weekly catch ups where we like uh, prep a bit. So basically, people can join those um, if you right to the for that one is probably best to message kclsu campaign mm-hmm. uh, i think it's campaign at kclsu.org if i remember correctly um they uh, would then invite you to the, the bi-weekly meetings um and we will also be at the welcome there i think next year um but alternatively like yeah just write us that way uh, getting involved. The meetings are the primary thing we do at the moment, uh, but we do have some projects that come up, like being present at the Welcome Fair. Um, we want to get some posters out as well because we feel a big problem is that um, it, it appears that we try to that they try to isolate us. Is the best way I can put it. It's very often framed as like, oh, these things never really happen here. It's like, they don't say it explicitly, but you get that feeling from them. It's like, you're the only person who's ever faced this problem and it's really weird. And would you have just like reached out more? Would you have just done more than this wouldn't have happened, sort of? Um, so we want to get posters out that people who have these problems realize they're not the only people having those problems and that they need to speak up about it and that they know how to by like getting in contact with us. Um, but those still need to be like, they need to be designed, printed, and um, spread. So all of this uh, will need help. Though we will get a lot of support from uh, KCLT as well. Like they do have an in-house campaigner, but that's something that people can get involved with. Uh, and we want to run a complaints a complaints workshop. A uh, big issue is that the complaint system is very is very problematic for neurodivergent students, but as problematic for everyone, I'd say it's quite complicated to understand. Uh, understand your way through you need to understand that you're probably going to get rejected on a lot of occasions and you need to like then be prepared for when that happens and plan an extra time to write like a follow-up um all of these things but i think it's very important that uh like kings claims themselves they see their complaints as valuable feedback and very often um unless we make them pay to some extent and give them a financial incentive they're not going to change anything and they do actually have a thing where they they do pay for delay and reasonable adjustments but no one knows about this because no one who like got their reasonable adjustments finally after a delay still has the capacity to raise a complaint most of the time um so it's like we want to get that money to like students who like should get compensated um and help address the issues of kings and sort of like force kings to acknowledge that these problems are happening by them showing up in their statistics. Uh, but that's going to be a lot of work, uh, but hopefully also bring a lot of help to students, but that 
we need uh, more students to get involved in that as well to make it happen. Yeah, and I do see, I know that this is really complicated, but I do see a little bit of optimism though, or a little bit of improvement because um, obviously me and you are both accessibility ambassadors for the disability services and inclusion team, right? Under Barry Hayward and everybody. And yesterday I went to a meeting, like an offer holder event where like we sort of like just promoted the services and everything to everybody. And we were sort of, Barry was mentioning that actually um, if you pay for like a, I think ADHD or learning difficulty test, like maybe a few hundred quid, um, maybe the university can re- reimburse you. So oh. to help, so maybe yeah. that would be beneficial as well. I, I mean, the tests are free through the the NHS, as far as I know. Um, so also, like I, I think it's good that they do that. That is quite helpful. But I, I'd be again be critical and say, yeah. For me, a hundred quid would be like quite a lot in my current situation. So yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> front front of that is uh yeah but i think it's a good step definitely um also the, the like i did get the tip for uh, psychiatry uk and getting a diagnosis through them through mm-hmm. the university as well so they are definitely working on stuff i also feel like um the staff is actually like i, I love the, the point to, to hammer this home because i feel this will often be like misunderstood and also i i get that a lot of people will be angry at staff Mm-hmm. when things go wrong for them because they think like oh there's this person who's responsible and they should do it but it's sort of like we have to see the layer beyond like the disability services in Barry. they are like overall they seem quite happy with the work that we do as a just kcl and like a lot of complaints that i want to do will be focused around <laughs> disability services and thereby indirectly Barry and uh, the team but it's like i want to make very clear we need to complain about the system. We need to complain about that basically beyond the fantastic work that the team is doing, there's too many students or too few staff. Um, and um, yeah, we need to address these issues and this will be done hopefully through the complaints. But I, I feel your point as well. I feel we have like, um, there's quite a few groups that have like formed over the last few years. Uh, that are supporting. We also have the Neurodivergency and Mental Health Society, and we have the Disabled Student Society, who are like also tackling some of these issues on other fronts or similar fronts. Um, as said, I think some of them also contributed to the article by Raw, which was absolutely fantastic to like highlight the problematic situation we're having. So I, I I feel that optimism a bit as well. We've definitely um, enabled <laughs> some positive change, and we've also definitely. Um, have hopes for that to continue um so yeah it, it remains interesting but i feel like we're going to get a bit of a quiet period for the new year but i am also very hopeful for the new year i think we can achieve a lot and like, yes yeah, absolutely it's a lot better for a lot of students yeah something i wanted to ask about as well before we go is do you have any tips for disabled students on how to cope with like the academic side of things the social side of things how they can make um their learning more comfortable and more accessible for themselves I, I, i'll just come back to there's no like straightforward answer to to any of these questions because also will be loads of it will be like very individual needs but I think it's very important to reach out about the stuff very early. Uh, make sure that you have everything in writing, just as like, the case things do yes, go wrong. Yes, yes, that's exactly um, what I was saying. And the meeting yesterday in our offer holder meeting, I was like, self-advocacy is so key. And like, just sort of being confident and especially ex- expressing your needs in writing. So there's like evidence of your needs available as well. 
yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the the unofficial uh, disabled students guide or something like that. That is really helpful because it has a lot of like very very good condensed info. Um, I also the the social service and become super useful as like a new service that they offer and they basically link you to organizations outside of KCL that provide like specialist advice or whatever you may need um that one was yeah. super, super helpful I'm so sorry do you mind repeating um, your service name because we couldn't quite catch that yeah it's a uh, social uh, prescribing from the King's College Health Center so all students can register at the King's College Health Center and they are quite good as well as a GP, I'd say, from my experience. Um, and they can do social scrubbing. Oh, oh, I have a good one here, actually. If you need a letter from a GP for whatever reason, never ask the reception. Always go through the, the online system, which is like problematic in its own, but just ignore the structure and just make sure that you get the info across of the letter that you need. And if you are like not able to afford your letters at the moment or it's like critical for you to afford your letters um they will write them for free if you ask reception they will ask you to charge money if you send them online through the system it goes directly to your gp and they likely will like write them for free for you if like appropriate in the situation um but i think that's a very like valuable tip um other tips reach out early like find find your social groups um london as well as kings is gigantic and there's like so many possibilities um but you can easily get lost in that so like just uh keep looking until you find the people that you connect with and you will eventually find them but i feel that helps a lot with the social side once you find the people that are like having a similar mindset to you and face similar problems as you do that is like a great help um like hearing from other people having the same problems and like their experiences can often like save you so much stress uh, yeah. because they already have the answer uh, or they don't and then they can tell you that there's no clear answer and that you don't have to stress that much about finding one as well <laughs> um yeah yeah um, and with the with the academic side like make use of support as much as you can and address stuff and don't be afraid to address stuff again and again and again um there's i've developed a system of even i schedule follow-up emails mm-hmm. when i when i write the first email being like hey can i can i i need help with this and i know it's a complicated thing and they're probably not going to come back to me because they be like oh this is complicated we need extra time to deal with this but so they put it on the side and then they might forget about it i schedule a follow-up email like two weeks later if they respond at that t- point in time i can like delete the follow-up email but if they didn't, then, and I've gotten stressed in the meantime and forgot about it for whatever reason, it's already there. And I'm following like protocol of chasing them up quickly enough. And I found that is really useful. So I highly recommend that. The moment uh, you realize that something is not going to be straightforward and will take a bit longer, um, start scheduling your follow-up emails and just be like, you can literally just be like, hey, uh, like a like a response to your previous email be like hey sorry i haven't heard about this in two weeks and then just schedule send it for like two weeks if they send back you will remember oh yeah i thought i'd already had it scheduled but if you get stressed for whatever reason you have a flare-up you have an episode uh whatever it is that like causes you to not be as functional in that week um you, you already have it and to be honest it very often happens that 
you will get problems while you're waiting for support. So it's good to like have all of the chase up schedules um, while you're in a better period. Yes, I think you're definitely right in the fact that like self advocacy needs a bit of repetition, and you know this isn't a, this isn't a utopia. This isn't a, an ideal universe. In most settings, we do need to sort of we do need to sort of remind services about our needs as well, and it's just to sort of help get our problems resolved as much as we can. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for appearing on today's episode of Enabled in Academia. Do you have anything you want to say before we go? Um, you're not the only person having the problem. Uh, reach out to uh, groups at your university that are facing similar issues. And uh, yeah, keep on fighting. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Bye. Take care. Thank you so much as well. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.